it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast. This is a, a Rally Catalonia special. Um, where Connor Edwards, who's out there at the moment, catches up with uh, you know, some of the crews and some of the uh, behind the scenes uh, from the event and gives us a wee flavour of the event. He catches up with the guys from Dirtfish. He catches up with Ken McBride, who's on the spanners for PCRS this weekend. And then some of the, the crews taking part as well. Um, you know, we just thought we'd bring it to you something a wee bit different, short and sweet, but Always good to hear the you know we tweaks in the stories and one thing or another. So, uh, without further ado, we catch up with Colin Clark and Luke Barry from Dirtfish. Uh, then we hear from Ken McBride. Uh, as I said, he's over there with Philip Case uh, Rally Team. Uh, he is uh, behind the spanners, obviously as competent there as he is behind the wheel. And then Grace O'Brien, who's out with Ryan Caldwell as they compete in the European Rally Championship part of the event. And uh, Rally 4 Fiesta. I'm uh, hoping they have a strong weekend this weekend. So, we're in service um, in Salou, joined by Luke and Colin from Dirtfish. I'm sure everybody knows who you are. Um, quick question for you. Yes. We've had eight times world champion Sebastian Loeb. Oh, sorry, nine times world champion Sebastian Loeb. Eight times world champion Sebastian OJ. And we now have a 22 year old Cali Roven Para. Is that good for this sport? Are we going to have another ooh, six, seven, eight more years, or what do we think? Look, domination is not good really for any sport, is it? Uh, to have a 22 times or 22-year-old world rally champion is great. It's great for the sport. Uh, we won't have another Ogier or Lowe because he won't hang around that long. Uh, I can't see him doing it. He's a young man who has many, many years of motorsport in front of him. I don't think they're all going to be rally. I think he might do another two or three years, maybe four years. And then he'll go, but yeah, listen, who knows? You know, he's won his first title. Is he going to dominate? I don't know. I think safe money would be on him, you know, winning two or three or four titles, but who knows? You put Oit Tanak back in a competitive car, maybe someone like Duville gets a few breaks, and, and there's always the opportunity that, uh, you know, that they'll win the title. I, I think Tanak has more titles in him, and I think Duville has a title in him. So, uh, you know, if they, can, if they can step up, then maybe that domination might not appear. Do we think Cali has another couple of gears to go up as well, rise to the challenge? Of course he has. It's not just the gears, it's the experience. And, you know, okay, less so. It used to be that rallying was all about experience. You, know, you were never at your best until you were late 20s, early 30s. That's all changed. And that's all changed for a number of reasons, particularly onboard videos and seat time. Drivers starting, as Robin Perra did when he was, what, 14? Eight. Last eight. Late eight, oh, yeah, competitively when, when he was 14. Yeah, yeah. So things have changed. Um, but there is no question that the more rallies he does, better he will get and, and you know, the others will all have to up their games and look you know your time following the sport it's been dominated basically by your two French champions and now yeah. Calais what, what's your thoughts or feelings of, you know 
where where can Cali bring it? I suppose you know, does it bring a whole new generation in? I think that's the hope, and particularly in Finland, it seems like that's the way it's going now. There seems to be a lot more interest, and it's always been a popular sport over there. But I think now with Cali, the younger fans are really into it because they've had 20 years of just the French taking what was theirs away from them. But it's interesting to think about: can you get any better? Because if you can, it's quite a worrying prospect. But you know, we look back to say Formula One when Lewis Hamilton won his first title. How old was he? I can't remember. He was he was young. Verstappen, for example. And there is no question these youngsters get better. They get better as they get older and they can deal with situations you know, in, a, in, a more, in an older, more mature way. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's the test, you know, he's always going to be quick, he's always going to win stages. But when adversity comes his way, how will he deal with it? And as you get older and you get more experience, you deal with it better. So, yeah, you'll get, there's no question he'll get better. And the others will also, I suspect, have to up their game. And we've caught up with Kyle McBride in the service park here in Salou. Kyle, fresh from the juniors, and uh, we'll find you're doing something different this weekend. You're not sitting behind the wheel. Alright, uh, we're in the Spanners this weekend, so now it's all good. We've uh, never, I'm not driving, I'm usually screwing, you know, so I'm doing an apprenticeship with Philip, you know, so it's last three years, you know, so yeah, it's a great experience to be out to be at the world level, you know, and see, see even the Rally 1 cars and the R5 cars, you know, it's un unreal, you know. And, that's some experience to see and see the way the drivers prepare themselves for this level. You know, it's crazy, but that's some experience. Yeah, and what do you call it? There, there's quite a bit of work to be done this weekend. Whose car are you working on? Um, I'm on Philip Allen's car this weekend. Uh, so we're just usually one person per corner, you know. And uh, yeah, we all have our jobs. We all have our jobs to do, and yes, yeah, fairly. It's fairly good, you know, it's good to be a part of, you know, a big team like this, and yes, yeah, good. And uh, did Philip get a chance to get a test? How did the testing go? Yeah, uh, testing was very good, um, getting the feed for the car from, he's obviously it's a new car, but he did, he was out rallying it there two weekends ago to do a kind of shakedown rally on it, you know, so uh, not went well, and just getting them, they were through scrutiny today, and uh, just ready to go now, more or less, you know. Um, we're catching up with Grace O'Brien. Grace, you very kindly, uh, had a chat with us on the podcast there last week and just now chance to catch up you've completed the recce you've completed shakedown what's your thoughts before the rally itself starts uh in fairness we did uh, a very good very comprehensive recce uh, you know recce is normally quite tough uh, it's the toughest part of the event but we actually quite enjoyed it uh, making your own notes uh, the two passes um, quite tricky quite challenging but some lovely very fast flowing asphalt stages can't wait to get going. We just had a, a run through shakedown there now. Uh, I suppose our first real uh, spin in the car just to set, set it up really, check tyres. Uh, it was a chance to check notes as well, I suppose, at rally speed. Uh, and I have to say, we really, really enjoyed it. So I suppose, can't wait now to get going. Uh, and just fingers crossed really for the weekend. And I understand it was quite a tight turnaround. You had recce this morning and then straight to shakedown? Yeah, so it's quite a compact schedule really. Um, we had recce yesterday as well as this morning, so we wrecked two stages this morning. Quite a big loop and quite big stages. And we came straight back, uh, quick bite to eat, straight out to shakedown. Uh, we've just finished shakedown there now. So we just get ourselves ready. Uh, ceremonial start early to bed tonight, hopefully, and a good day tomorrow. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Wishing Grace and Ryan all the best for the game there. Now. Uh, then uh, Connor caught up with Gus Greensmith. Uh, Gus told us about, you know, what, what is the hybrid system? How does it affect the car and one thing and another? It's a very interesting couple of minutes. And then James Fulton, one of our own again. And James, uh, this weekend, hopes to clinch the WRC junior, or WRC2 junior co-driver's title. 
So, you know, fingers crossed that works out for him and then it gives us a wee insight into what, what he thought is going forward then to be set with Craig Breen. So, we're with Gus Greenswith. Gus, just before the start of uh, Rally Spain, um, I'm just more curious about the hybrid cars, the new Rally 1s, what's your thoughts, your feelings? They do seem to be more suited to your style of driving. What's been the big difference between them and the, and the previous WRC cars? Obviously, there's a lot different. Um, there's no centre diff. We have the hybrids. Uh, we have a lot more power, but we have um, less aero in a way, so less kind of driver aids, if you would, um, and, uh, and and more power. So uh, the car is quite different to drive. Uh, effectively, for me, it feels quite a lot easier to drive than last year. Uh, but that's just how development goes with these cars. Um, the balance of the chassis is very good, and yeah, for sure we're carrying a lot more weight with the um, with the hybrid. But the weight distribution in the car is now so good that you can't really feel it. Uh, the car is incredibly responsive. Uh, you're not struggling for any. You're not. You're not hesitating. And, and we have probably more aero now. I think all teams have more aero this year. Uh, even though we've been given less, it's just development again. And yeah, obviously the more power makes a, a massive difference, especially on tarmac. Uh, I think. Here this weekend, we'll see the times uh, be quite different to last year if the conditions are similar. And the the power boost, did it did it take a while to get your head around that, and and how to get the maximum out of it? Or you know, I, I suppose that that was one of apart from the differentials, was a big change yeah. for the, this model. So what what's it like with the power boost? Uh, I mean, it's a big whack when you don't have it. It's effectively the same engine as last year, but with five gears. Um, and you can feel how much it adds so when you don't have it it feels like you're not moving anywhere so uh, you want to use it and but effectively it, it becomes like a, a two-stage engine almost you have your normal engine and the engine with the hybrid effectively it works the same if you have wheel spin you're not going anywhere uh, you're just wasting time killing your tires so it's about managing the the hybrids uh, using the extra power effectively rather than just wasting it and with a couple of new stages for Friday uh, on the event and we were talking to Sebastian Auger and he said they're already starting to cut and pull out a lot of gravel. What what are the stages like? How would you describe them? Are they typical of uh, you know the usual stages here in Spain or are they seem less technical, they seem to be more flowing faster? Uh, to be fair, they um, yeah there is quite a lot of cutting in these stages. I think a lot of it will will come down to um, how much it rains if it's wet then we could see a hell of a lot of mud and then road position becomes incredibly important um, but if it's just damp and we don't have this uh, the rain then it should pollute but we should also create the lines where we can stay in the lines and carry the, uh, still have good grip so uh, I think a lot of it depends on how much uh, it's going to rain over the next few days and is there any kind of indication on what the percentage chance is for that or how heavy it might be uh, it's kind of the same scattered showers um, hard to tell the intensity of the of the showers uh, so yeah we'll have to see we're joined by james fulton uh we're in the service park here before the start of rally salou um james you're currently leading the wrc2 junior co-driver championship what do you need to do to to clinch that uh yes so this weekend i just more or less have to finish um yeah, if, uh, if I finish this weekend, and it also depends on what uh, Louis Luca, who's uh, currently second, he's uh, Gregory Munster's uh, co-driver. It depends what he, he uh, they have. Louis has to finish top, uh, top junior co-driver here and in Japan also to to win. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, this weekend we can uh, we can wrap that up and it'd be really nice to uh, way to finish uh, the year out with Josh and the whole academy team and. Uh, yeah, it'd be 
it'd be it'd be a nice one to get. And James, that's not the only reason there's a lot of focus on you at the moment. Um, it's been announced that you're going to be sitting with Craig Breen from the next uh, and final round of the WRC Championship in Japan. What's the thoughts with the thing? Have you even had a chance to come to terms with this? Has it sunk in yet? Yeah, it's been a busy, a busy week on, yeah, on all fronts. But um, I have to be honest, I haven't. Obviously, okay, yeah, getting ready for it because uh, it's a big step, and obviously looking forward to it. It's, but uh, this week's definitely just been uh, focusing on Spain and uh, yeah, taking one rally at a time. Hey, I don't not getting too caught up in it and the social media and the things of like that. But uh, uh, yeah, look when Spain's over, obviously uh, reset now on Monday and yeah, full focus then on doing the best job I can in Japan and hopefully it all works out and we get a good result and get the relationship off to a good start. So yeah, really looking forward to it, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. And this this isn't your first time to sit with Craig. You've you've been sitting with Craig previously on tests for Hyundai. Is that correct? Uh, no, not with Hyundai. No, oh, sorry. I've done, um, I've done a couple of pre-event tests this year with him uh, in the Puma. So yeah, it was both on gravel and tar. So it was definitely good to get a feel of both surfaces and to his notes and be in the car. Obviously, the Puma because it's the car I'm going to be in. So it's uh, yeah, that's been that's been really good and a big big help. But uh, also been working with Craig in Kenya and Greece and. New Zealand, uh, the rounds I have me doing with Josh, um, helping out with notes and stuff with him and Paul, and so it's yeah, it's been a, it's all been a, learning a lot and learning his way of uh, doing things, and it's yeah, hopefully that'll stand to me now in Japan. James, fingers crossed there. Hope it all goes well for you this weekend to have another WRC title coming to this island again. You know, two in one year. Can we, you know, dare to dream? Uh, then finally, we catch up with Aaron Johnson, who gives us his thoughts of being back in Spain. And then Craig Breen. Um, Connor decided to uh, take a different track with Craig and throw him, you know, a few random questions. Just I'm, I'm sure he's fed up, listening, you know, having to answer the same questions all the time about how the WRC campaign's going for him. So we thought we'd put a wee slight different stunt and things and asked him a few questions that he probably wasn't expecting. And, you know, his answers are very, very funny. And in Salute Service Park, we're joined with Aaron Johnson. Aaron. How were the stages today? Well, you you know you completed two days of recce. What's your thoughts? What's your feelings ahead of the rally? Yeah, it's nice to be here back in Salou. It's an event that I enjoy, especially with the smooth tarmac. It's as close as we get to circuit racing. Let's say the stages we did yesterday we have done before uh, last year, and the stages we did today are all new. So a little bit 50-50. Uh, we know the event quite well, but again the Friday will be all new for us. So there is a challenge in that aspect, especially when it's the first day of the rally, but looking forward and hopefully we can have a strong result. And just, I had a very brief look at the new stages. To me, they look less technical, they look a bit faster, quicker. Is, is that what they are like or? Yeah, generally I think it's fair to say that they're they're fast and, and maybe not as technical, but there is a lot of cuts. So you have that aspect where there will be a lot of pollution for the second pass, which adds another element to the, the role, but Okay, let's see. That's what the gravel crew are there for. And this weekend, with regard to the championship, kind of what, what's the target for yourselves? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, we are a little bit behind Elfin in fourth, and we have a reasonable margin to Craig back in sixth. So I think at the penultimate round of the championship, we just keep doing what we've been doing all year and try to score some solid points. And then it'll leave us with a little bit more uh, comfort going into Japan for a bit of a push. 
with a look between group B or group A and you could travel back in time what we, would be the combo of the team the car who would be your teammate <laughs> Uh, from, where, from where? From what period? Group A or Group B? Uh, group B, uh, 80, 85, 86 before FISA made all the rallies smaller. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, strong affiliation with the Metro 6R4. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Lakers, a teammate. Um, yeah, probably Henry Teufen in that, that period of time. And uh, yeah, just get to do all the old classics, the Corsicas. Propolis, all the big long rallies, the big long practice, practices beforehand. So, uh, it's definitely born in the wrong year. I mean, grand. And obviously, we're seeing you out with your dad, Ray. Have you had the mum in the car? And if so, how did it go? Uh, Mum did, yeah, she was actually in Rally Legends two years ago, I think I did the last day. Uh, just a couple of stages around the super special in the metro, actually, with Mum. So, uh, screamed away around, but uh, she, uh, she seemed to enjoy it. So, she's chief warrior, she stays in the background, really. And, uh, yeah, but she did get into the car on one occasion. Probably won him and uh, only going to be one time. Brilliant. And what rally gives you the goosebumps? What one gets you the most excited, you know, in the build-up and the lead-up to it? Uh, probably Monte Carlo, to be fair. Uh, you know, Monte every year is always something special. Uh, it's unique. Uh, it's an event that, you know, naturally brings on a bit of nerves anyway because of the, you know, the, the challenge of it. But obviously the history of the event as well. So, yeah, that's probably the one that stands out to me. And we see quite a few youngsters coming through the MI Academy. What piece of advice would you give anybody getting into the sport? Uh, don't give up. Um, probably most important than anything else is don't lose the passion. Uh, the, the sport requires too much effort, too much time, commitment uh, for yeah, for someone who doesn't have the passion and doesn't live and breathe everything about it. You won't have the patience to, to stay at it and you won't have the patience to put in all the work, the long hours, the time away from friends and family, the commitment. So uh, as long as you've got that passion big enough in your heart and you want to do it, then you know anything is possible. But that's that's the biggest thing I would say. And Craig, one last question. Who's the best co-driver? Patrick Croak or John Bowden? <laughs> well to be fair, one of them called notes for a whole day, which was uh, which is better than what the other one did, but uh, I leave them fight amongst themselves. Although Bobo has the best AWRC profile, he's a 100% record. One start, one finish, one win. So he's uh, he's probably got the record books good sorted for that one. Uh, great to hear from our two guys there, Aaron and uh, Craig. You know, flying the flag for you know this country and how well they're doing on the world stage. You know, it's you know fantastic. You know, and I think we still haven't got a definitive answer on who's the best crew driver, Patrick Crook or John Bowden. So I would have to leave that until another day. So that was um, the shortened version of Crunching Gears. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so remember, please like, share, comment, rate. All those things is greatly appreciated. And until the next time, uh, speak soon, take care, and bye.